Okay, guys. Yay. I am so thrilled to introduce y'all to somebody who is very special to me, Miss Amanda Ernest. Amanda, thank you for being here with me today. Thanks for having me. So you guys, if you have not heard of this amazing rock star and her story, get ready to be inspired and in awe of what she has done in the same company that I am in. Uh, in just a just over four years of joining this business. So Amanda is my grandma, as we like to call it. It's really like a big family in our company. And Amanda is my grandma, just a couple of levels above me. And I have to say that I owe so much of the worldly things that I've learned from her uh, or the worldly things in my business from her. So I attribute it to the Lord first and foremost. Then I would say my two upline mentors, Sarah Davies and Amanda Ernest have taught me everything else. So she's brilliant. She has had an amazing run and experience within network marketing with a couple of companies, though she certainly didn't start out with big goals and dreams. And I can't even begin to tell you the amazing success she's had in our company. She was the very first person to hit the highest rank um, just under four years after she started, and she's still one of only two to have done it. And her team of almost 18,000 makes up about almost 75% of the entire company, which is pretty crazy. So Amanda knows what she's doing, but she does it all with heart. And most importantly, she does it with a heart to serve. She really embodies the definition of servant leadership. And to be honest, that's really where I first learned that from. So Amanda, thank you for taking the time to be with me today and to share your story with everyone listening. My pleasure. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit more about your backstory. So your life growing up, where you're from, where you live now, all of the things. Help us get to know you a little bit more. Yeah. Well, thank you, Heather. Um, you know, as as wonderful as you just said, I am, you know, I have to say to all the listeners out there that Heather Burge is really just the tip top, the best of the best, one of my very most favorite people ever. And so this is such a privilege for me to be on here sharing with you. Um, I hope you all get some great value today. Thanks for tuning in. And um, yeah, my, my name obviously is Amanda Ernest. I was born in Arizona, in Mesa, Arizona, but grew up primarily in Orange County, California, where I lived from the time I was 11 um, until I went away to college. I did my undergrad in the Rocky Mountains, um, got a degree in human development, and then went with my husband to uh, graduate school back east and um, had a couple of babies while we were you know, on all these adventures. And by the time we had our oldest, Madeline, and our second daughter, Stella, who's who are now uh, 16 and 14, um, we had moved back to our hometown right here in Orange County, where we've been ever since. We had three more babies after that. So Lola, um, whose birthday is this week, she just turned 11, Ethan Aww. and Hazel. Yeah, so from six to 16, we've got five kids in there. And my husband is a busy um, attorney at a firm uh, here in Orange County. And of course, I have my home-based business, which keeps me plenty busy. And I, I love it. That is awesome. Well, tell us a little bit more about your faith story and your faith journey. Um, and how exactly did you come to know the Lord? <clears throat> Well, you know, I have been raised in a really faithful family my whole life. Faith has been like a huge part of 
of my upbringing of my, my life, my experience, um, you know, grew up putting on our Sunday best, going to church every Sunday, still do, um, take my kids to church every Sunday. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I, you have family prayer every morning and pretty much here we go before bed as a family. Um, we, Mark and I pray as couples, you know, as a couple every night, um, try to remember to say my personal prayers every night. I don't know. I just feel like I always have a prayer in my heart. Um, something that I like to include in, in like my personal prayers. And this just kind of relates to, you know, what we're doing as entrepreneurs is I, I really just want the, the abundance and the blessings that the Lord has given to us, um, both my husband and myself, uh, temporally to be a light to others and to bless and inspire others to come closer to him and to be an example to those around us um, of, of what life can be like when you are focused and you have a, a faith, faithful, um, you know, background and you're focused on the Lord um, as the sort of common denominator and, and the things that you do and the way that you live your life. And so um, I mean, my husband served a mission for our church. He's been abroad. He served his mission in Russia. I know it's wild wow. and crazy. Yeah. For, for two years, I, I never, you know, went abroad to serve on any, you know, missions like that. Although I've done some neat, you know, service trips and things like that throughout my life, which I've been super grateful for and continue to uh, serve and just volunteer in, in my community. Always. I've done everything at church from being the church's social media guru to being a Sunday school teacher for little kids, a nursery leader, uh, youth ministry, you know, for our young women. Um, currently I teach like an after school, um, little activity class for our eight and nine-year-old boys. And we just had, yeah, we do those twice a month and our eight and nine year old boys, we've got about 10, 12 of them and we just have an hour and it's twice a month. And yesterday we did a mother's day craft and we planted a little cute succulent pot of plants and made mother's day cards. And they spend most of the time wrestling each other and bouncing off the walls, but, um, it's great. Um, it's a great opportunity to serve in any way that I can, everybody just sort of takes turns. So, (laughs) oh my gosh, this is amazing. When I'm listening to you, Amanda, it, I mean, so many things are coming to mind, but it sounds like the way that you embody faith and action for your family is exactly how you were raised. I mean, I've had the pleasure of meeting your parents and your mom in particular is just such a light. Oh my goodness. So (laughs) it's no wonder that you really grew up with that perfect example of what that looks like to not just lean into your personal faith, but really to apply it to the way that you give back. Um, and it really reminds me of James uh, to, uh, I guess it's 14, 17, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action is dead. Uh, but some will say you have faith, I have deeds, show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. And I just mm. love that because it's, it's such a powerful example of, you know, the way that you have lived both your life and also your business. 
And I am not at all surprised that the Lord has blessed you guys abundantly, you know, because of that. So I'm excited to hear a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey. Of course, I know a little bit, but not everybody will. So maybe tell us about, well, actually let's tell, let's talk about your background as a traditional business owner too, because I know you have um, a story with that and that preceded your journey within your home-based business, right? It did. Yeah. When, um, you know, back on the timeline, rewinding for a second in between undergrad and graduate school, um, again, I, I went to four-year university and that was great for me. That was plenty. Um, My husband was the one going to grad school. So I had our first daughter, Madeline, and and that was the summer before Mark started at law school back east. And Mm -hmm. so it was kind of scary, you know, growing up in the Southwest, moving to the Northeast, um, relatively newlywed still, you know, um, I was really young. I had Madeline a week before I turned 21. So got married really young. I know Mark and I've been married over 18 years now. What? That's unreal. I know. So we were babies when we were just young and in love. Right. But, um, I, I like to say that I kind of did everything in a nice order but I just did it in a really <laughs> accelerated path, you know, like school, get married, have a baby, whatever, have a family, have a career, whatever. And so, um, at least for me, that was a good order. So I was, I found myself in a position though, where Mark and I had zero debt coming out of undergrad, um, which was amazing, but you just can't, you cannot show up in an Ivy league school situation and not be ready to fork out some serious cash, you know, for Mm. (laughs) to be able to show up at school every day. And so that was not cheap. And I just remember feeling like, okay, I've got a baby. It's the number one priority for me to be home with her as much as possible. Um, Given my experience and being so fresh out of college and the field that I was in, it really would have required me to get a master's in my field Mm. um, in order to be like a therapist or something. And that wasn't something that I was really interested in doing. And so I thought, you know, what can I do to bring in some extra money without leaving my baby? I don't want to go to work, you know, by the time (laughs) you pay for daycare for the baby and you're working at some job, right? You're, you're still broke, you know? And so we just lived on a very, very tight budget. I, I remember even like we still make sloppy joes this way today, wow. but I used to add like a can of black beans to the meat just to stretch it for an extra like meal or two for Mark and I. I, I made the food that we ate at home. I would grind it up in the blender and, and feed that to Madeline instead of buying jarred baby food. Wow. Um, like anywhere I could save a penny save was a penny earned when you're living on a student loan budget and you, you don't have any income, literally any Mm -hmm. income coming in and even internships and stuff, your first summer, second summer are usually unpaid. So I was really wanting to find a way to create some kind of income. And we decided, my mom and I decided to start a business. Um, Mm -hmm she kind of created this neat little product. She's super creative. She, believe it or not, 
Uh, mom has a background in TV. Mm-hmm. Um, she used to host TV shows on networks like HGTV, uh, TLC, and the Do-It-Yourself Network. And she did that for like 10, 15 years when I was a kid. So she's like this amazing, creative, dynamic, beautiful person. And mom had this amazing idea for this sort of sleep sack, baby sleep sack product. And she kind of made one for me. I loved it. And she started making them for other people. And everybody loved it. And so we decided to make a business out of it. Um, And a few years later, we had to do everything from as a traditional business owner, you're the website developer, you're the marketing team, you're the (laughs) accounts payable, also accounts receivable, you're uh, the creative team, you're the manufacturing, like you're the everything for everyone Mm -hmm. when you're a small traditional business owner and you're wearing all the hats at at least at the beginning um and we did we we loved that we loved our experience um we we made some money it was awesome um but you know seven years later and everywhere from small boutiques to big box retail stores um department stores that we were in at one point we were in like almost 70 big box high-end department stores across the nation. Um, and I would travel around to those. In fact, I remember one time um, I had to go do like a product knowledge show for, for this particular department store and a new location they were opening. And I wasn't yet 25. And so, and I had two kids and I needed to rent a car and <laughs> I had to pay a bunch of extra money and only like one or two uh, car rental companies would even rent to me because I was like 23 or 24 at the time. And here I am, you know, a mom, a CEO of my own business, and I'm on a business trip, right, to teach all these staff at this grand opening new store all about our line, which was carried in the store. And I couldn't even rent a car at this point. <laughs> wow. I had to pay extra money and, and go through this special little program since I was under 25. And, um, by the time a third baby came, came around, uh, and that was about seven, eight years or so of mm-hmm. our traditional business, I really reached a breaking point, Heather. Mm-hmm. I just was like, my mom or my, my calling to be a mom with three mm-hmm. littles. I started with one baby that nap took two naps a day. And mm-hmm. I was snowed in most of the time with my husband at school and I never mm-hmm. saw him. So I had time, right? Seven years later, now I have three babies where first time homeowners were living in Orange County, which is not an inexpensive place to live. Um, husband is still at, in just as demanding of a situation as a new lawyer, right? The lowest guy on the totem pole and something had to give. And, um, you know, with the recession of 2008 and my own just personal exhaustion, Mm -hmm. I just realized that I had to find something that was going to be a better fit for my crazy mom life at that point. Something that would allow me to be with my babies um, and also bring in an income and also something that wouldn't demand so much of me in so many ways that for me weren't joyful right? Because Mm -hmm. as a mom, you really only have so much bandwidth in a day. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I, I had to figure out sort of a compromise. I was looking for something. And mm-hmm. for a long time, I didn't do anything. I knew that what I currently had was no longer working, but I didn't really know where to go until I discovered network marketing, of course. <laughs> yes, which is so crazy because as I'm listening to your story, you know, it sounds like until the burnout phase, right? And the, the shifting of priorities and realizing that that season would need to change for you. It sounds like it was a total dream. I know with my background also as an traditional business and as a uh, boutique owner, I can relate to that in a lot of ways. And if I had a dime for every person that said they wanted to start their own boutique or wanted to, you know, invent something like you guys did or create something. I don't think that they envision how hard and how difficult, even when you do scale to what sounds like a was a successful and profitable business model, it still can kind of suck the life out of you, especially when you are wearing many hats. So could you ever have imagined, you know, being in that season of your life, imagining that the Lord could have something so much bigger and so much better, not just in terms of the income and the freedom that it provides for you, but really the purpose and impact that you can make from that. Could you have ever imagined where you are now back then? No, no, I, I certainly haven't. And I couldn't have. Um, but of course I'm thrilled about it, you know? (laughs) Um, Um, yeah, it's, it's been a beautiful experience. You know, I, even when I got here, when, when the Lord placed this in my lap, I truly believe that my original sponsor ever, um, in my first company, his name was Jimmy Kindred. And I know you're just Mm -hmm. listening out there. Everybody was listening, but you can't see this, but without even thinking, I just instinctively put my hand over my heart and just sort of like, just thinking about, him and he's just a dear friend now and someone I'll be forever grateful for um I call him my my network marketing missionary kind of like the person who like <laughs> who brought the gospel of home-based business to me I hope it's not sacrilegious to say or something but in a way it's changed my life similar to the way that you know when people discover the Lord and they find their faith because mm-hmm. someone you know had the courage to speak to them about what the Lord had in store for them and share the gospel with them, you know, and that changes their mm-hmm. life. I, I feel like that when it comes to this mm-hmm. business. And sometimes I tease him about, you know, he was my missionary and in, in business because he brought the business to me and it changed my life in, in a really meaningful way, though. It sounds silly mm-hmm. to say, but I didn't um, see it for what it was at first. And let me tell you, I was expecting baby number five at this time. Mm. I get super sick when I get pregnant. Um, I lose a lot of weight. Um, I usually lose about 15 pounds the first half of my pregnancy. And, and, you know, if you can picture in your mind's eye, what I look like everybody, I am five (laughs) foot three. I haven't, I've been the same size since I was in seventh grade. And you know what? My two older daughters are both taller than me at this point. Um, so for me to, to be down 15 pounds, it's pretty significant. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really, really challenging. I was so close to anything during this time, um, especially starting a new business. Like I, mm-hmm. I just, my main concern was, am I going to get enough fluids today? <laughs> you know, wow. not be dehydrated and sick. And, and, um, but that thank goodness for, for Jimmy Kindred and his just relentless. Sometimes (laughs) I'm like, you were just Woody, the woodpecker, just 
peck, 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 peck. He would not, he would not give up on me. And he would just drip and drip and drip mm. and drip and listen to this call or send me a video or invite me to something. And after about six months of that little dripping and me just having this wall up, like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do anything. Like, I can't deal, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember listening to a call or something. I, I just remember being super sick and I really couldn't do much, but kind of stare at the ceiling. And I turned on this replay recording of some call about this other business. And um, eventually I, I had the baby, those seeds were planted and mm-hmm. this particular company had skincare products. And I don't know those of you who are mamas out there, you know, your skin goes a little haywire during pregnancies and after you give birth. And so I was definitely open to a nice high quality product that could really help me with some of my skin issues post-pregnancy. And it was at that point that I finally was like, Hey, I'll give your product a try. And he brought over some samples for me. Um, you know, I'm no dummy. I can see (laughs) that when, when I see a product that worked for me, I'm like, how do I get the most of this product for the least amount of money? Well, Hey, there's these kits you can buy, right? <laughs> that has, has all this product. And I thought, well, I'll just get this kit. I'll get all the products that I want. And then I'll cancel. Right. <laughs> and sometimes we call that kidnappers. Um, someone who <laughs> yes. grabs the kit, gets all the product in the kit and then runs away and you never see him again. Right. <laughs> um, that was totally me. Um, and funny. I was like, yes, I just thought to myself, you know, if I could is get this little kit. Maybe I'll, I'll at least feed my own habit. Maybe I can make a couple hundred extra bucks to buy myself a new couch. Um, I'll, you know, <laughs> maybe my mom and my sisters will buy it. I'm the oldest of six kids. You know, I have a large family. Maybe someone will buy it and I'll, I'll I can, after all those months of laying on the couch, I realized how much I hated <laughs> that couch. And I was like, oh I my need gosh. a new one. And that's really where, where, my my journey started. Uh, I I totally feel like Jimmy was led and inspired, mm-hmm. and um and I feel like I was as well. I feel like I was led and inspired to to this path, no question. Oh, absolutely, serious ways as we know. He does, and honestly, you know, I know we're all called whether it is a network marketing or traditional business, or you know. Mark's job as an attorney, we're, we, we're really kind of called to be missionaries and, you know, bring that light to whatever it is that we do and work as if we are working for the Lord uh, in whatever industry that we're in. But what a blessing to be able to be in one that could do so much more than just get you a new couch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Well, I would love to know, you know, that was your, your, pre, you know, your previous company. Uh, again, I kind of know your story was shifting into ours. And what's really cool is I'm sure Jimmy, even looking back, like he knew knowing you that this was for you, that this business model was meant for the busy mom who's looking for not just extra income, but the extra purpose that it could provide. And I would imagine, even though that you're not in that same company anymore, that he just has to have this big, just pride in his heart. He's probably doing this. I'm doing it right now, holding his hand Mm -hmm. over his heart when he thinks about you and the impact that this business has made on your life, even if it's not with his company, because truly when you embody that servant leadership role, it really is about that persistence that he had and that nagging was really just because he knew that this was for you, right? So how did he, he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Mm. 
Um, and actually our previous company like rebranded and they did a bunch of restructuring. Um, my original sponsor is in traditional business now, never got started again um, with a different company or anything like I did. Um, he moved into a more back, back in rather to a traditional business, which is he's crushing it now, but he loves it. He gets so fired <laughs> up. He, he loves seeing the success and truly that abundance mindset is, is something that in this industry, when you're doing this industry right, there's so much abundance. Um, and it's a really joyful experience, honestly, to be able to cheer each other on. And truly, you only win in this business when other people win, um, which is really counterintuitive to like your corporate America, right? Where there's this ladder that you're climbing up and you kind of step on people to, to get the promotion or whatever, um, whatever the corporate America dynamic can become in many cases. It's just not like that here. And I'm super grateful for that, um, for that opportunity, learning, learning that skill of just applying an abundance mindset to everything that I do. And in that business, of course, has been invaluable for me. No question. Wow. Well, and the short story with your journey here, because I know we could talk all day about it, but I want to dig into maybe some of the specific stories within, you know, that that you've experienced in your business where the Lord has shown up with the good and maybe the hard things. Mm. Cause I even, I know of, of some of those, um, that we might've even experienced together, but you know, one of your big goals right now is to truly impact as many people as possible in the way that you have been impacted in this business. Right. And unlike a corporation or a traditional business where there's somewhat of a limited piece of the pie, if you will, there's only so many people that can reach that really in this business model, it, it, everyone's not going to do it, but anyone could, what is it that Paul Blanchard says? All, yes. some could, all what is could, it? most won't, won't exactly. Yes. yes. And so your story here, I know you joined while you were still with, uh, you know, the other company, right? You loved both products. You felt like you would give it a go. Um, maybe give the quick little few minute overview of your journey from signing up that first time, being with another company, and then reaching to the top, <laughs> the very yeah. top right here? Great question. So I remember, uh, you know, one of my, one of my, and then the questions before one of the questions, Heather, that you had laid out, who's a spiritual mm -hmm. mentor for you outside of our company? So my dad would definitely be Aww. one of those. What a guy, what a legend, yes. right? I love my dad the most. So he was, so gracious with me one day when I wasn't sure whether to get started with, with this new company. And I felt like I had built something really cool at, at my first company. And I wasn't sure if this was what the Lord wanted me to do. And I remember stopping by his office, um, which is near my house. Mm -hmm. And I ran up to the second floor and I just flopped myself down in the swivelly chair, you know, in his office. And he's sitting there and um, I'm spinning myself around, kind of looking at the ceiling, feeling sorry for myself that I just didn't know what to do. My life is so hard. I have so many great choices, right? I know, so ridiculous. Um, but I was truly torn. I was truly torn. And <clears throat> he just said, well, you love makeup. We're obviously in a makeup company. I go, well, yeah, you know. <laughs> and he's like, and you love network marketing. And I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. It's seriously like the best business ever. He's like, and you sign up for this other company, you know, you're 
you're going to get a bunch of makeup for like half off. And I'm like, yeah, in the kit, you know? And he's like, okay, so what's the best thing that could happen if you do this? And a lot of people will say like, what's the worst thing? What's the worst that could happen? Like, just go for it or whatever, which is a good question to ask. Mm -hmm. But it's, uh, it was such a powerful question Mm. for him to ask me, um, what's the best thing that could happen? Like best case scenario, like what could happen? And I just remember stopping, stopping my spinning. And I just sort of paused and I totally had a spiritual experience. No question. I felt like the Lord in that moment. And I have goosebumps now again, just rehearsing Mm. it to you that I just, I totally felt the spirit um, teach me in that moment that I was to lean on him and to move forward with faith and positivity and that this was going to be an opportunity to change a lot of lives. And I told him, I said to my dad, well, the best, the best thing that could happen is I could be super successful. Uh, That would be (laughs) great. Um, I could change a lot of people's lives, thousands even, and it could totally change our lives forever. Mm. And I remember crying. I remember being so moved in that moment that the Lord was totally speaking through my dad to invite me to consider the possibilities, excuse me, and the, the abundance that he wanted to bless us with. You know, we know, and my personal faith has taught me that when we honor the Lord in what we do, and when we keep him centered, and when what we do is focused around serving him and his children, he will bless us. Mm-hmm. He has to bless us. He has promised us that he is bound when we do what he says. Mm-hmm. He is bound to blessing us. He is, he is a God who keeps his promise. And he wants to bless his children. And when we, when we serve him and make good choices and are a light to others and serve his children and do the best that we can, he will. And it was like, I had this glimpse of how the Lord wanted to bless me in my life. And I knew that I just had to take the next step so that I had an avenue and a platform to creating that kind of abundance in my life so that, that we can, you know, um, host a Christmas for, for a family that, that may be down on their luck this Christmas and bring Christmas to all the kids and drop it on the doorstep or know that I can kind of scholarship somebody into attending conference or, you know, it's just the opportunity that we've had because of the, the financial abundance and the impact that we've been able to make on the lives of people around us Mm. has just been a really, really beautiful part of the experience, probably for sure the best part of it all. Oh my gosh, I love that. What an amazing story. I, I had chills just listening back to it. 
And it reminded me of another James verse, of course, (laughs) that I felt like I had to share because you're absolutely right that, you know, all good things come from the Lord, right? And he has given us so many promises and that doesn't mean that everything will be good um, in our lives. And in fact, there will be many trials and testing, but in James, the brother of Jesus, he says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. So I love this for many reasons because I know that as beautiful as that story is and taking that beginning point of, you know, leaning into your faith and overcoming those fears and starting your business here to then now four years later being at the top of the company. I know it wasn't always easy, right? So can you think of a time or a testing or a trial um, that you have experienced in your business where, you know, it wasn't all roses, right? Is there something that comes Mm. to mind? Yeah. And Heather, thank you for sharing that verse from James. That was James 1.5. Yes. Right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Sorry if I didn't if say the number. You, <laughs> yes. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Yep. Right. I love that verse. Um, that ah, I'm gonna cry just thinking about it. And it's reminding me of a time where another spiritual mentor of mine in in the business really, really um poured into my testimony and spoke the words of the Lord um to me. <clears throat> and it was a really challenging time for me was about two years into my journey here, year and a half, two years. I had a nice team brewing, right? A, a thousand, couple thousand people. Um, and we had gone with about a hundred of our ladies to a sort of generic network marketing conference in Las mm-hmm. Vegas, where people from all over the world come to learn from network marketing professionals from all different companies. Um, mostly six and seven figure earners on these stages. And it's just a super valuable time. Um, And we really prioritized attending this thing because at this time, our company was so new, we really didn't have um, a conference like in the works. Um, Mm -hmm. But we know that in our business, it's really important to get together and and um, events are kind of where leaders are born. And so we thought, you know, let's leverage this other conference and we'll get as many people there as possible. So I remember being there and uh, since it wasn't a specific company conference, there were people from my other company um, before I got started here mm-hmm. who were there attending and mentors who I had seen speak on stages over there and listen to calls and trainings. And some of my personal mentors happened to be in attendance. And so I noticed on social media, one of my mentors in particular, her name is Donna Stewart. Um, And she's just this amazing lady um, who has had a career several decades long in the network marketing profession and has impacted the lives of thousands upon thousands over her career and is mostly retired now, but still stays close to the industry because it's her passion and she always has a little something going, right? So she was here uh, or she was there at the conference and I noticed she was there and I, I saw it on her social media or something and I sent her a text message and I said, hey, I'm here too let's meet up in between sessions. I'd love to see you. So during a brief break in one of the sessions, I met my old mentor, one of them, uh, Donna, at a little coffee shop there at the hotel. And I just remember feeling like a place in my business where I was having to be so strong for my team. And 
it's hard, you know, being a baby company at the time, there was a lot of little, little speed bumps on our road and um, challenges that we were working through. And um, it felt kind of lonely for me um, mm-hmm. at this time. And I was really feeling a heavy burden knowing, honestly, knowing what was possible and having those glimpses of what the Lord had shown me previously. I knew what was mm. at stake for the people mm. who were um, under my umbrella. And I just, have you ever gotten around somebody who's just a safe space person mm, and yes. you can be strong and tough, but then when you get into the safe space and this particular person wants to share their umbrella with you for mm. a minute and the rain is kept off of you for just a minute because you're next to them. And you can just be, and that space is there, and you can just let your guard down for a moment. That's totally what happened to me. It's like I saw my mentor from years ago, and I just lost it. Mm -hmm. I was so excited to see her, but it's it was just like I could finally come up for oxygen, you know, like I had been drowning, and then she had just, you know, given me some oxygen and I could just take a breath and refocus and I'll never forget you know towards the end of our our conversation I just was telling her how I was struggling as a leader and how much I wanted there to be this massive impact and how I knew that massive impact was possible Mm -hmm. but I felt the burden of being responsible and I and I saw one of our team members who was there with us actually walked past. She didn't notice that I was there at first until mm-hmm. she kind of rounded the corner. She saw me out of the corner of her eye and waved. And this was a gal named Coral. And she's yes, a young Coral. newlywed. Yes, Heather knows Coral. Young newlywed, no kids yet, 20 something. You know, she's got the life, her, I mean, the, the world at her fingertips mm-hmm. and just so much promise. And it's such an exciting time. And I watched Coral walk by. She's excited. She's running back into conference and she waves. And I look back at Donna and I was just like, Donna, I feel like her dreams are in my hands. I feel like I am standing at the door and I have the key to unlock her potential, her dreams, her goals, her future. And if I don't do right by her and do a good job in leading and guiding, and believing in her, like that door is never going to open and it's going to be all my fault. Right. That, that was a story. Mm-hmm. That was like, of yeah. course, we all know where stories like that come from, which is Satan. And mm-hmm. he the wants enemy. us to doubt ourselves mm-hmm. and he, the enemy wants us to, to shrink up in fear and doubt. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just started crying and I'm like, I just feel like it's so much, like, I don't know if I can, if I can do this, you know, I don't know if I can do this. And she just looked across from me and she goes, when was the last time, or she goes, how much time a day are you spending in the word? Mm. She said it just like that. Wow. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I, I don't even go to the same church as Donna. You know, um, but we both believe in our savior, Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, and we honor him and we want to live our lives as close to him as possible. 
regardless of the denomination, right? You might be sitting in on yes. any given Sunday and and we had this amazing bond and I just go, Donna, I, I'm not. Wow. I'm so busy with my team. I fall asleep with my phone in my hand and my mm-hmm. AirPod in my ear. Um, I just, my feet hit the ground. I don't stop to pray. I hit the ground running every morning and I collapse in my bed at night and I'm going through the motions of praying over the the dinner table and having family prayer at night. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've been a a tired, you know, rehearsing your personal prayers at night. And it's the same six things that you're praying for until you roll over and you just go to sleep. And I realized that there was no way that I was going to be able to continue in a meaningful way in this business. And I was not even going to be really worthy of those blessings that the Lord wanted to pour out upon me. And he was not going to be able to use me in a meaningful way if I did not spend time with him every day. Mm -hmm. And I was just going to continue to feel this debilitating sense of fear and obligation and um, guilt and the not enough narrative would just be too loud if I didn't if I, if I didn't take some intentional time to just be still, you know, my mother-in-law, she passed away a few years ago of cancer and it was really not looking good. She was diagnosed and passed away within one month total. So she had 10 kids. And, um, so we, as a family had about a month to say goodbye to my mother-in-law and at one point, Mark, who was visiting with her every single day during this time, bringing lunch, um, coming over on his way home from work, seeing her every single day. And at one point, he just videoed her and, ah, I'm going to cry again, but this mm. is so powerful. He turned on his video and he's like, mom, what is it that you want me to know if you had one thing that, that I need to know, you know? And she just teared up and she was just ridden with cancer. She's a a former beauty queen. She was Mrs. USA, 1993. I know. So she always had a full face of makeup and you could tell that cancer has just had not been good to her. Um, I almost never saw her without her makeup on. Right. And you could tell that through this trial that she was experiencing and she just looked through no makeup on her face and and comfy clothes and just being her all 100% her Mm. and she just looked over at Mark and kind of over the camera and into Mark's eyes and she just said be still and know Mm. Mm. isn't that good oh my goodness yes be still and know and that to this day has just been such a powerful like story for me I wasn't there to experience it like my husband was but there's actually a song and it's not a worship song or anything but it's by a (laughs) a rock band called the fray oh my goodness and you should look this song up it's called be still and I I heard it on a tv show and I was like what is this song it's amazing and the song goes be still and know that I'm with you be still and know that I am here. And the song continues. And it's just a beautiful, poetic, 
um, song inspired by that verse. And, you know, when I was driving home from Vegas after that trip, Mm. I was reminded of my mother-in-law and of being still. And I was reminded of the abundance and the joy that the Lord wants to pour out upon me if I would only let him work through me. And if I would only prioritize him, then I could really be in tune with the message that he wanted me to share through this crazy thing called home-based business. Mm. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how we can share and uplift and inspire others to come closer to him Mm -hmm. through something like a business or just being a friend to somebody. You know, I had a call before our podcast today with one of my ladies I mentor. We just spent most of the time talking about her life. Yes. This single mom just needs someone to know that she's there. Mm -hmm. She just needs someone to know that, that they care. You know, that's doing the Lord's work right there. Yes, sure It's is. a beautiful part of what we do. And just being still when you get into that rat race and when you get into that fear and doubt and, and obligation and not knowing if, mm-hmm. if you can do it, you know, not knowing if you're going to be able to, to make the Lord proud or yourself or your family or whatever, because it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, you know. How much time are you spending with the Lord every day? Are you asking him, like James said, you know, are you um, asking in faith what the Lord would have you do for ask him for that wisdom? What's your next step? How can you serve these, you know, in the next part of your journey, the best way in the way that he wants you to, what do you need to do to quiet your mind and be still so that you can be Mm -hmm. in tune to what the Lord wants wants to teach you. And that to me has been one of the most powerful lessons that I've, I've been able to learn on this journey. Oh my gosh, those stories, Amanda, that's literally what this podcast is created for is to be able to share those really incredible, powerful stories of how the Lord has shown up in your business and both the good, the bad and the hard. Um, and I, I was also reminded as you were speaking, uh, another mentor that we share Alex McMillan and the habit, whole habit finder crew. Um, Alex is actually going to be next week's guest on the podcast. So everybody will get to hear his pretty powerful story coming up soon, but he, and through habit finder, you introduced me to the greatest salesman in the world, which I know is one of your favorite books, right? <laughs> By Og Mandino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this is not scripture, but it's obviously tied to that very scripture. Um, and it's in scroll shoot. I don't know which scroll this says, um, but it's, I'll figure it out, but it says, never will I seek delivery of gold, love, good help, petty victories, fame, success, or happiness only for guidance. Will I pray that I may be shown the way to acquire these things. And my prayer will always be answered. The guidance I seek may come or the guidance I seek may not come, but are not both of these an answer? If a child seeks bread from his father and it is not forthcoming, has the father has not the father answered? I will pray for guidance. Mm. So good, right? I just oh, love, I love that. that. I gotta the figure scrolls. out which scroll it is. Oh my goodness. It's uh, I had of course had to Google it, but oh, I don't know which it's I don't know which one it is, but <laughs> all the scrolls are good. You just need to read all of them. You need to read that book. But Amanda, thank you so much for just taking so much time to bring 
so much just power and wisdom and inspiration that I know will impact so many. I know anybody, whether they are a mom, wherever they are in their journey in business or considering this industry can relate to the different aspects of your story. And I'm just so grateful to have been connected with you through this journey. And I'm so glad to be able to share your story today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. Yay. Well, have a wonderful day, Amanda. And if you guys need to to look Amanda up, what are your Instagram or what's your social media handles? Where can people find you to learn more? Sure. I'm just at Amanda Ernest on Instagram. And uh, that's probably the best place to find me. Oh, good. And maybe you got to put that sloppy Joe recipe if it's not already up there. Yeah. You share some amazing cooking. Yes, we, still, <laughs> we still eat them that, that way to this day. Isn't that funny? That's just the amazing. way that we, <laughs> we, we started pinching pennies and now, you know, some things just stick. So oh funny. Oh my gosh. Well, yay. Well, thank you again, Amanda. And thank you everybody for listening to her story. And I hope you'll have a great week. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. Was that not so good? Are we finished?